hello. This is episode two of the podcast. So remember, I did the intro episode, and then I've got the next episode after that I'm calling episode one. I'm trying out wearing headphones today. In the last two episodes, I didn't wear headphones, so I feel like I, it's going to take some getting used to, to hear my own voice. Um, so this episode, I got to start my timer. I don't have a lot of time today. And I am definitely going to try to keep these episodes always under like 45 minutes <laughs> so I don't go too long. But today I'm just going to try to aim for like 30 minutes because I really don't have that much time uh, before my mom comes home for her lunch. I record this during my lunch break. So that's another reason why it can't be an hour. It has to be quick. So let me time my, let's just do 25 minutes now that I've been talking and then I'll go over for sure. Okay, today on the podcast, um, I don't know how exactly I'm going to do this episode. I was going to try to maybe talk about the World Economic Forum, maybe, but I don't want to go too into detail about that because I'm not an expert and I don't know, I don't want to say the wrong things or sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, even if I know what I'm talking about it a little bit, it might come across that way. So I'm just going to say, if you don't know what the World Economic Forum is, I would refer you to their website. It is www.weforum.org. Just go to the website and um, look at, they have a bunch of articles and videos. And I think there's even a podcast where they talk about these things. Um, the World Economic Forum is something where people meet in Davos, Switzerland, I think once a year. And it's basically uh, world leaders, corporate leaders, like CEOs and wealthy people and tech people. And they all meet to talk about, basically from my understanding, all the world's problems whether it's economic or energy-based and things like that. I think this one this year was focused on energy and electric, like all of that. And they have this idea of a poly crisis, I think. So there's this crisis of the world and they want to tackle how to solve the crisis, the various crises, 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 and... um come up with solutions, but also basically how I see it is all these rich people and politicians get together and try to make decisions about how we get to live our lives because their solutions are just about policies and, you know, regulations and various things. And I have an issue with that. I have an issue with that a bunch of rich people and famous people get to go and talk about our lives as the general public of the world. Like, I have a problem with this. Um, and there are a bunch of conspiracy theories about the World Economic Forum. You can look up conspiracy theories if you want. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know what the conspiracy theories are. All I know is what I've heard that comes from the actual website, their actual stuff. Like, they put this stuff out there. They're public about it. They're not hiding anything. Um, so I was going to talk about that because it happened 
two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, they had that. Um, but once again, I don't want to talk about something too much that I don't really know how to articulate well enough, but let me see. I've always got my notes. I have this fear right now that the microphone isn't close enough to me for you to be able to hear me, but I think it's cause I got my volume down. Let me test. Bear with me guys. Bear with me while I try out this podcast. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. At least I moved the mic closer. So I think it's okay. I got to tell you, it's really hard mixing audio. Here's my tangent. I know how to do this stuff from recording my music. So I've, I have experience in, I basically use GarageBand. I have experience in the like mixing and all of that. I know how to do the EQ a little bit for my vocals and all of that. Um, I don't know the basic, like, I don't know what the details of it. I just know from watching some YouTube videos. So I know how to do that. I know how to kind of mix the audio to make it sound decent when I'm listening to it in GarageBand. But then once I take it, I basically take it to the car and I test it in the car and I see if it sounds good. Then you also have to compare um, how it sounds volume wise or like gain wise alongside other, like if you're doing music, test it with a good song that you want it to be similar volume. Or with this, I'm testing it next to other podcasts that I listen to. Um, and I got the intro episode pretty well. I think it could have been a little louder. But episode one, the second episode that will come out, it's like stuck at a certain volume. I don't know how to fix it. So I got to try to fix that later. So it's getting, this is stressful. The podcast should be a pretty simple thing for me to put together. Because all I got to do is sit here, record, talk a little bit. And I'm creating a template in GarageBand so that it's easy for me to edit and mix. But then the testing it volume-wise and all that and turning up the gain and down, up and down and all of that, it's not easy. But eventually I should get the swing of things, get into the swing of things. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, the World Economic Forum. Uh, I got my notes. I'm reading, reading. See, I take all these notes for myself. I don't need to go into this, but I can definitely, I have this article. I have a couple, I have a couple of articles and any articles that I read, I'm going to try to put in the description box of the YouTube video. This podcast is on YouTube. So you can go find it on YouTube where you can watch the actual video if you want of me just literally sitting here and recording. If I happen to ever mention images, I might put images, which then I will tell you, refer to the YouTube video. But I think it's more fun to listen to things on Spotify. So it's okay if you're just listening. But if you wanna find the articles that I talk about, I'll try to put them in the description box on YouTube. Um, the one thing I wanna mention about the World Economic Forum, because I definitely sound like a conspiracy theorist just by talking about this. But I kind of want to bring attention to certain things with this podcast that people might be not aware of. A lot of people are aware of the World Economic Forum. Trust me, a lot of people are. But I just want to talk about my concerns with it because in it kind of – it just worries me when governments or people try to take control 
that's going to impact my life and impact the life of general citizens. It bothers me. And all I know is there's this idea of a great reset that Klaus Schwab came up with in 2020. But I think he had been talking about similar things way before that. All I know is Klaus Schwab is the founder and executive chairman of um, the World Economic Forum. In 2020, he wrote this thing. It's on their website. You can Google it. Just Google the Great Reset World Economic Forum. But also this will be linked on the YouTube video. In 2020, June 3rd, 2020, this came out. He wrote about how basically he was trying to say that the world has a lot of issues going on and COVID has really shown that we have this opportunity to do this great reset of the world to solve all the world's problems. The thing is that I just know that when you hear people say things like that, when they want to solve all the problems, all these politicians, whenever they say they're going to solve our problems and they say they run on these ideas of how they're going to save us, how they're going to help us, how they're going to give us things, they're lying. They basically never follow through, okay? Not to mention, it's not, I don't think it's possible to fix all the world's problems, to save the world, to create this perfect world. Um, so whenever people are trying to tell us, we've got it handled, we're going to fix the problems, we're going to take control, that is something to be concerned about and to be skeptical about. So... The Great Reset. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit from the article. So it says, um, COVID-19 lockdowns may be gradually easing, but anxiety about the world's social and economic prospects is only intensifying. There is a good reason to worry. A sharp economic downturn has already begun, and we could be facing the worst depression since the 1930s. But while this outcome is likely, it is not unavoidable. Now, this was, remember, written in 2020. I do have some thoughts on the economy of the U.S. And I think that we are, most people, most economists and people who know and pay attention to this stuff are saying that we are going to go into a recession within this next year, next two years. There is a recession coming. I know a lot of people already are aware of this. So we can talk about that. Um, if it's announced that we are going into a recession or in a recession, like officially, maybe I'll do an episode literally called recession because I want to talk about that and what that means. Like, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? I know we've been comfortable for a while and just being able to like spend money. But we can talk about what I'm thinking. Like, I got a budget better. <laughs> Anyway, so back to this article. Um, to achieve a better outcome, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies, from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate, and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. Okay just reading to you. So no thoughts yet. Um, let's see. Okay. 
talks about COVID. I'm just reading where I highlighted things. I'm not a researcher. I'm not good at this stuff yet. So give me a minute. <laughs> I'm just trying to see what you should know from this article. Um, so left unaddressed, these crises together with the COVID-19 will deepen and leave the world even less sustainable, less equal, and more fragile. Incremental measurements, incremental measures and ad hoc fixes will not suffice to pre prevent this scenario. We must build entirely new foundations of our economic and social systems. The level of co cooperation and ambition this implies is unprecedented, but it is not an impossible dream. In fact, one silver lining of the pandemic but I can't read. One silver lining of the pandemic is that it has shown how quickly we can make radical changes to our lifestyles. Almost instantly, the crisis forced businesses and individuals to abandon practices long claimed to be essential, from frequent air travel to working in an office. This is why I talk about this stuff. Because to me, I am worried about the rapid changes in our world. And on some level, this happens to everybody in every generation. We don't want to let go of the world that we've known. We don't want to give in to changes. Changes make us uncomfortable and it's scary. So I know, I understand that, that maybe I just want to hold on to a previous world. Um, but I think it's okay to be hesitant with certain changes, especially when it's coming from people up top, when it's coming from you know, the rich or politicians or governments, it worries me for them to try to make decisions for us and to push us into changes. Natural changes are one thing, but when they're saying that we need to like radically change our lifestyles and they want to push us into it, the pandemic, I won't talk about too many things or even what I think, because all I know is I don't really care about the like the science part of it or the you know vaccine arguments but my problem is the you know I like my freedom and any kind of talk of laws or mandates or all these things that take away my choice and my freedom that's what bothers me that's what I have a problem with okay so like the lockdown thing was a problem for me. I have issues with that. And any kind of mandate of, you know, all of that. So I'm not even going to get into the argument of where did COVID come from? Was COVID dangerous? Are the vaccines okay or safe? That's not my main issue. My main concern is when people decided out of fear to give up a lot of things in their life. They let fear take over and they did stop going into work and stop going to movie theaters, stop going to funerals, all these things. And I do think that that is a big change in society. It, it marks a change of, you know, where we are now. So I don't know. It's just, it's, I, it worries me because I think that people like this Klaus Schwab's and the Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, <laughs> and the World Economic Forum and all these governments and like uh, the 
California governor and first of all, these politicians being hypocrites. COVID showed them that people will obey and fall in line when they're scared. When they're afraid, you can set up, you know, emergency declarations and regulations and, you know, start to tell people what to do. And that is what worries me. I have a problem with that. And most people should have a problem with that. But most people didn't care because they were scared. And that's fair. People were scared. I get that. But when you were afraid and you let that take over your logic and your decision making, then that is... hmm. It puts you, it makes you vulnerable. You know, it makes you vulnerable to be controlled by other people because those people can make you feel secure and safe, but you are giving up your independence, your autonomy in order to be safe. The problem is, do you get that autonomy back? I think luckily in the US, I think we have managed to maintain like a lot of our freedom, luckily, because in places like Australia and Canada, like that stuff was serious, you know, and Ireland too, I think, where, and also China, where you weren't allowed to leave your freaking house. Okay. That stuff's scary. And we need to be aware of that, but you know, The governments are getting a little bit too bold and with stuff like this World Economic Forum and trying to be all global and world leaders coming together to talk about our lives, our countries and what should be done. I don't know. I don't even know how to voice to you my main concern. It's just, it's, uh, I think so many things and now I'm getting down to this and I don't know how to say it, but just be aware, like, don't be so quick to give up your independence because you might not get it back. And if most of the West and most of the countries in the world are going in this direction where they know, they they basically think they know better for us. They know how to take care of us better. They know what we should eat. They know what we should do about our transportation. They know better for us. Like we're the children and they're in charge and they're going to make the decisions that will help us keep us safe and ensure equity and make everything fair and perfect the world. I don't know, guys. Don't be so quick to believe this stuff. Don't be so quick to trust people. Be skeptical because do they really know what's best for us? But a lot of people don't, a lot of people seem to need to be taken care of at this point because they don't know how to do things for themselves and they don't feel confident in themselves and they don't feel confident in their abilities and their ability to take care of themselves as an individual. They don't feel confident enough to take care of their family and their community 
But when you let somebody else, a government or a leader, whatever, make decisions for you because you think that you can't do it yourself, you are giving up your freedom. I always think about like when you're a kid, right? And you're being taken care of by your parents. You're living in their house, okay? There are certain rules that you have to follow. The parents make the decisions. They get to decide what you eat. They get to decide where you go when you come home. They get to decide how much money you have, unless you have your own job. In order to get your freedom of choice and control over your life, you have to start getting your independence. You have to start working for yourself, getting your own money, getting your own food, living on your own. I live at home right now. So I understand that certain things I don't have full control over. There's a level of respect to my parents. There's a level of um, decision-making that's on their part. Okay. If you as a citizen, let the government give you things, they are in control. Okay. There's a lot, a lot more ways to describe that, but that's just a quick, like why I'm worried about this world economic forum and why it's important to think about why government leaders and corporations get to meet and talk about our issues and make decisions for us. And we will let them, we will comply. We don't feel confident in our own independence. We don't feel confident in our ability to do anything without the government, without corporations. So if they make a decision, if they, they want to change how we, you know, run our lives, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm running out of time. So please refer to the articles. 30 minutes is not enough for me to talk. And I don't even know how I feel about this episode. I don't feel like I like it very much, but... Uh, oh, here, this is what I'm talking about in the freaking article by Klaus Schwab in 2020. Okay. He says, likewise, populations have overwhelmingly shown a willingness to make sacrifices for the sake of healthcare and other essential workers and vulnerable populations, such as the elderly, elderly, this is because of COVID. And many companies have stepped up to support their workers, customers, and local communities in a shift toward the kind of stakeholder capitalism to which they had previously paid lip service. Stakeholder capitalism, guys. I'm going to link an article. You should go read this or just look up stakeholder capitalism um, of what that really means. It's kind of quick rundown from what I understand. It's this, they have an idea. They want to kind of have corporations be very involved in governments. Okay. Stuff like the UN. The U UN is starting to work with corporations. Okay about moving forward and making decisions. So it's put in this kind of guise of being for the public, um, but it's really just rich people and corporations who are not elected officials starting to get involved in making decisions globally about the citizens, okay? So that's something to be concerned about because we didn't elect these corporate leaders. We didn't elect them, it's not right. So look up stakeholder capitalism. Um, this is what they want to move towards. Um, anyway, <laughs> there's, I have a concern with this, so I'm going to be watching this and paying attention. 
Um, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff on their website that you can look up for all these things. Because especially this year, I think they were talking about energy a lot. And you know how I was talking about AI and my concerns with all these things and where we're going and blah, blah, blah. I do worry about these businesses because they're talking about, I see an article and then I'll link it, um, that it says, here's how artificial intelligence can benefit the retail sector. A lot of this stuff is like trying to move forward towards so much technology. And I understand it from a business perspective because that's like the future and it's all about innovation and humans always want to innovate. But at some point, when is it going to stop? It won't stop. We're just going to keep going until like, I don't know what the world will look like. And, you know, I work for a company that is involved in creating like electric vehicle charging stations, EV chargers. Um, ATMs, all this stuff, retail redesigns, all these things. And my sister works for a company that does um, like self-checkout, stuff like that. And that's all cool and like innovation, whatever. But it does worry me, okay? Because, I mean, we can't go down this rabbit hole right now. But it's, you know, this is the direction we're going in. And I know that there are trade shows, there are conferences every month around the world where companies come together. A lot of this stuff is done in the background that we like as consumers aren't really aware of um, where the companies want to go. And it will all be kind of seamless. And from our perspective as the consumers that just like buy stuff and go into stores and all these things won't really notice the big changes or what direction they want to go in. But they do want to, um, you know, use the internet more try to do cryptocurrency, less cash, use AI and all sorts of like computer generated management and organization tools. Like I've seen this stuff. I've been to events. I was working with an event planning company. I saw a couple things. Um, and I, and with my company right now, I'm working, um, with event planning stuff. Oops. <sighs> camera stop. I don't know how to make my camera do like more than 20 minute recordings or something. Anyway, I know what these companies are talking about and I get it, but it really is like all innovation, innovation. So it's just, it's just something, it's not going to stop. But I think in the long run, I would like to be in a field where it doesn't involve like so much technology because, you know, when robots and AI kind of take over a lot of these human done things, it's going to be good for you to be working for in a field where it can't be replaced by a robot. So let's see if I can find something like that, where my job security is, this is something that, you know, can't be replaced by artificial beings. Only a human can do this. That's what I would like to do. Because I don't know, guys, I don't know how I feel about these companies. And I totally get it from their perspective. They're not evil. But... I don't know how I feel about it for the human species. Um, yeah, so AI in retail spaces, you know, they want to track consumer purchases and all of these things so they can better, like, direct their stuff. I get it, but they're tracking you. That's what they want to do. So read that article, too. I got to end this podcast, <laughs> this episode. Um 
there's just so much. And I wanted to talk about the U.S. debt and the recession coming up. Next episode, we'll talk about that, okay? This episode was the Economic Forum episode. So look that up if you would like. Um, also, quick note, there's a cool Joe Rogan podcast that I watched yesterday that blew my mind and also scared me. And we can talk about that. I'll probably dabble in that. So go watch that episode. It is episode number, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I got to finish this podcast. Number 1928. I can also link that in the YouTube description. Really cool episode about ancient Egypt and like old lost civilizations and human history and the potential that like there's theories that there were human beings on this planet, you know, like way before we even think in our recorded history or based on like what we've studied, how far back humans actually go and that there could have been world like catastrophes and like environmental catastrophes and various things that wiped out most of humans where we had to start over our um, evolution. It's, it's hard to explain, but go watch that because it's freaking crazy. And I'll probably talk about it a little bit sometimes, like this concept that it was pretty mind blowing. And, you know, there's only so much of the planet's history and the environment that we understand. And it's also debated within science and historians and all this stuff. It's so crazy. And it blew my mind and also freaked me out because uh, any number of things could happen to us today that could wipe us out. So it's pretty scary. So that's my heads up. Like if you want to go watch that or listen to it, just don't watch it if you get nervous about that kind of stuff. If you want to just live your happy life, not thinking about apocalyptic biblical proportions of doom, then don't, don't watch it. But I think it's freaking fascinating. Um, so go watch that if you would like. If you like history and you're into all that stuff, it's really mind blowing. And it's kind of changing my thoughts about all of history. Um, so that's, it goes along with my whole, like, is the world ending? It just shows me that maybe the world isn't going to end anytime soon, but there is a potential that it just could. It could just end. And we are humans along this storyline. And then we'd have to like start over. So I don't know. Think about that. Watch the Joe Rogan episode. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't even know how I feel about this. But thank you for listening. Um, I got to go. I hope this audio was good too. It's all I don't know if it's going to work out. <laughs> I hope I don't have to re-record this as well. And I will catch you next week with the next episode. Hopefully, eventually, I can start talking about some more fun stuff because this is all just like heavy stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it interests me. So that's why I'm talking about it. Okay. Thank you for listening and watching. Check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, it is also on SoundCloud because that's my home base of the podcast to distribute to everything else. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe, follow, whatever. And um, talk to you next week. Okay. Bye.